Mark Wright. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 It's like oxygen. The world's dying of a thousand heart attacks. We heal them up. It's a goddamn public service what we do. It's not, it's not, that's the only reason to make music. Music. This is Blitzabor. You're listening to Bass Agenda. Welcome to Base Agenda. This month, got a great show for you. Kicking off with part one, very talented guy, Wanza Dover from uh, Dallas. Goes by a few different names. Very busy guy, full-time DJ, everything from funk to electro to hard techno. And for this show, we're going to concentrate on his more recent project, known as Blixer Boy. I'll be telling you a little bit about the origins of the name and what electro means to him throughout the show. I'll chip in every now and again. But for the most part, Blixer Boy is going to do the talking, and so is his music. Stop. 
part two of the show. We're going to play out Vibo's set from Dave Clark Presents Whip It. Took place at the end of March. Huge amount of new and unreleased material coming up from the uh, Transhumanism Collective in that set. Tracks from RX Mode, Slaves of Sinus, Vibo himself, and of course TF Hats. got my attention in the 70s with kiss uh you know I, it's, I i was fascinated with the uh comic books and the tv show and that led to me getting into violin and saxophone in elementary school and junior high and then punk rock guitar or playing guitar in high school in the punk rock band i've been playing violin and saxophone and i in a marching band concert band orchestra jazz band i was always last chair and i always felt defeated then I got a guitar for Christmas, and I learned the first Ramones album in one week. And I was like, hey, I can do this. And then I've been making my own music ever since. Back then, I started doing four-track tape experiments with tape loops and stuff. And then I started using electronic gear in the 90s. And that's when I actually started making electronic music. At the time, I had some friends that were playing a lot of jungle and drum and bass around the mid 90s that were going to England and then bringing records back and playing them at house parties uh, I was in the Aphex Twin I was into a lot of the IDM stuff Autiker going to raves was part of the culture so we just went to those um, I wouldn't say I was a full on dance head then I was just more into weird music I really didn't get into the DJ side of it until the t- uh, like around 2001 so before that I was just doing experimental music um, laptop battles, break core, stuff like that.
I'm a comic book nerd, and uh, the majority of my tunes um, are inspired by comic book, uh, obscure comic book characters that some that become less obscure as these movies keep coming out. And I was mostly a Marvel guy, but in the '80s, uh, one, uh, I was into a few DC titles, Teen Titans, and specifically Legion of Superheroes. And they all have names like uh, Saturn Girl and you know uh, Cosmo Boy and Bouncing Boy. I needed a gamer tag, and I came up with Blixa Boy. It was my imaginary character who was a the bastard child of Alice Coltrane and Blitz of Bargeld from Ice's and Neubotten, who gets shot into the future, joins the Legion of Superheroes, and fights crime with his uh, awesome music knowledge. <laughs> and uh, hence, he is Blixa Boy. Yeah, super nerdy. Actually, me and uh, uh, an artist who's a singer in a Cramps tribute band called the Gorehounds. Uh, we're actually teaming up to do a four-page comic, and the central characters are going to be our on-stage personalities. And I'll be a cybernetic he- uh, guy, and my uh, my machines, R seven thousand, my System One, my Analog Four, they're going to be my uh, robot assistants in the comic book. Well, you know, comic books is that's a that's comic books is very much a Detroit thing. And if you go back and look at a, a lot of the old underground resistance and a lot of old Detroit leases. It's peppered with comic book references all throughout all those titles. Yeah, I mean, Robert Hood used to go by The Vision. Um, there's a Punisher in Detroit. I mean, <laughs> some of the guys up from that scene that I've talked to and stuff over the years, they're like, oh, yeah, we're all Marvel nerds. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And I've, got, I've gotten into the r- most random conversations on social media with, like, different, like, uh, some of the Ox88 guys and just... Uh, not about music, but about comic book nerd stuff. <laughs> I think you have to be a nerd to make electro. So <laughs> I think it helps for sure. It definitely helps to be a nerd.
uh, Detroit Steel, when I was working on a Humanoid X record, that track, I was doing an experiment with uh, modulating uh, the parameters of the delays and uh or not the delays but of the um the 808 and so so it has the modulating hats all through it and that's just not something i hear all the time and um i dug the effect and then um i when i wrote the track i had just gotten back from my annual trip to detroit every year when i come back from the uh, movement festival or demf this year will be my ninth year i sit i lock myself in a room and i write a bunch of tracks inspired by my trip and Detroit Steel was came out of that batch and was the best track out of that batch too in my opinion You can grab the full track list and download the show at some point over the weekend. Just head over to uh, soundcloud.com slash bassagenda. You can also subscribe and get alerted to when the show's up on iTunes too. This is Lixus Vata and you're listening to Base Agenda.
good deep tune. It's not a dance floor banger. It's actually just a little more heady, a little bit more robotic, a little bit more cyber cybernetic. Um, just good deep tune. I uh, I kind of have like a I kind of have a, a definitely a, a pretty deep dub techno background. Um, so I actually I kind of relish being in the deep. Digital Dome is kind of me bringing that influence over onto the electro side a bit. Thank you. 
I was working on a soundtrack for a film. Uh, they had sent me a long list of music they were into. Standing out from that was like a uh, ARPANET wireless internet and uh, a bunch of other tunes. They ended up going a different direction after I wrote a bunch of music for it. When I was talking to those directors, we had a really good discussion about Krautrock and Klaus Schultz and um, stuff like that. In the soundtrack, there was a few tracks where I really tried to emphasize kind of the uh, Krautrock electrofusion. And uh, Magmite and uh, Circuit Mage were the two prime tracks that came out of that. There's some tracks out there where you can kind of drop it at any point of the track and kind of like, okay, cool, I can rock this for about 30 minutes. I can rock this for like two minutes before I mix it into the next. But there's a few tracks like Circuit Mage where if you actually go from beginning to end, it's gonna, it's by the time you get later, you're like, oh, wait a second, there's more going on here. that a lot of great talents come out of Dallas as far as the electro community goes the likes of ERP and Cygnus just for two examples so I was curious to know from Blixer Boy what he makes of Dallas as a scene and what the Dallas scene makes of electro from our perspective here in Texas it's not a thing so we're kind of removed from all the hype actually so it may be big in Europe but that's a long way from Texas and here nobody cares about it at all I mean, people like it when they hear Electro, but there's not like Electro Nights. In the case of Cygnus, Vector Vision, ERP, um, Mario Ito, it's all kind of very fringy niche music here that like a few that the heads know about, but not even all the heads know about. (laughs) I think almost everybody, with a few exceptions, have released exclusively on European labels. And there is a label here called uh, Texas uh, Recording Underground True, and they've done some a uh, few electro tracks. But, but and they're from here, but they sell all their records in Europe. So <laughs> there's this uh, sense that Bergine has thrown up all over the U.S. at this point, in a good way. But uh, that really hard kind of post-industrial techno is had a super spike in uh, popularity here in the past year when it was non-existent before. Other Before that, though, that Dallas was pretty much the house town.
know, in the 80s, I was, uh, when breakdancing was a huge thing, I was yet another kid with a cardboard and checkered vans and rising sun bandana. Uh, we go out and play and say, you know, say, oh, no, I'm going to be Turbo this time. No, you always get to be Turbo. So, you know, we saw those movies and uh, we get those K-Tail breakdancing comps. And uh, when I finally kind of got into like making Electro when I was years late, decades later and kind of circled back on and I was like, man, wh- why am I being drawn to this? And then I just kind of was like, oh, yeah, this was the soundtrack of my youth. <laughs> So and um, and uh, as soon as I found a copy of uh, Siberian Nights and Electric Kingdom, um, I've, those get dropped in my set pretty much on the reg. I mean, they're classics and they're still just as bumping as anything that's coming out today.
In the movie Break In, when Turbo does that uh, routine to uh, Kraftwerk's Tour de France, they couldn't license Tour de France for the soundtrack. So they got some group called Ten Speed to cover it. So it's actually essentially a cover. Uh, I didn't even know that until a few, a few years ago, but it's a very accurate cover. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, the vocals are just a vocoder. That's not exactly hard to pull off. <laughs> I don't even know if that was even a group. It might have been just someone who was doing uh, corporate film music or something like that. And once the studio, I, I'm willing to bet the studio probably just couldn't get the license from Kraftwerk. And, uh, you know, the music industry was way shadier back then. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's a shady story behind that. Step out of the old school for a moment. Another track chosen by Blixer Boy that really inspired him by the great ERP. It's a track called Ancient Light. He's going to talk a little bit about ERP, what his music means to him in a second.
controller battles here uh, he was friends with my girlfriend i didn't even know that he was convection or erp for a couple years <laughs> he doesn't tell anybody anything ever <laughs> so he's kind of and, and uh but we found out we had a lot in common musically outside of techno and then he started turning me on to his music and i was like oh no wonder we get along man i love your music <laughs> It's safe to say that I probably would not be making Electro right now if it wasn't for him. But Gerard's had a huge influence on everybody here. And I think he's the he's the grandfather of the scene. You know, the sensei, the OG of the OGs. And um, I, I think pretty much everybody here cites him as an influence to some degree. And in the grand scheme of Dallas, most people don't know who he is. Yeah, I, I could pick from any. You know, I love every track in his catalog, but um, I actually just got that on vinyl not that long ago finally um i had it digitally forever or since it came out uh, which is what like a year or two ago yeah it's just a, it's just a beautiful tune and uh gerard he just uh he's a master synthesis and uh that track just kind of shows shows that off he's one he's the first guy I ever met that you could play him a track and he'll tell you what gear is being used on it yeah he's one of those weirdo savant guys that just and then he'll tell you like oh this one sense slightly different because they changed the circuit in the board on this one like he's just a brain and and the fact that his music is so beautiful it almost brings tears to my eyes sometimes honestly <laughs> yeah it's very emotional Come out at night. 
packing, the place is packing, and when the crowd's like this, I'm ready to rap. But before I could buzz around on the mic, freaks are all over me like white on rice. Freaks come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, but what I like about them most is that they're real good lovers. They do it in the park, they do it in the dark, but most freaks are known for breaking hearts. You can never tell what a freak is thinking of, and you may never catch a freak without at least one glove. If they don't walk, when they step, they strut, and nine times out of ten, they drive you nuts. So take my advice, you don't stand a chance. Freaks are so bad, they got their own dance. So if you want to live a nice, quiet life, Do yourself a favor, don't come out at night Cause Freaks come out at night Freaks come out at night Freaks come out at night Freaks come out Freaks come out at night 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 Freaks come out Freaks come out at night in fifth grade and my dad took me to the Rap City 3 tour. It was Run DMC, Curtis Blow, the Fat Boys, uh, Houdini and the New York City Breakdance Squad. And Houdini, Freaks Come Out Night was just a particular favorite on the time. It was popular on black radio. I heard it a lot and actually get to see them perform it was kind of just mind blowing. Yeah, and of course I was in fifth grade so very impressionable. Yeah, I mean out of everything I saw that night, uh, what uh, Houdini stuck out the most to me and kind of stuck with me and i like all the other stuff too but houdini always kind of stuck with me a little more keep electro on your agenda at facebook.com slash base agenda not long now before we get into vibo's fantastic set from whip it first up though a couple of tracks chosen by blixer boy that have impressed him lately kicking off with steffi track called schools of thought
it's a really kind of nice hybrid of electro and IDM vibes. Um, really innovative record. It's definitely one of my favorite albums to come out last year by far. And every every cut is solid. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, every cut is solid. And she's been releasing good stuff too. So I don't know why I didn't read more about that record. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't identify her with the sound that's on that album. And uh, it, it caught me off guard because I like her other records too. But I was like, this is different. It's not samey. It's it, it it's a journey in itself. Very very innovative, kind of a groundbreaking record. People are gonna hopefully some people look back on that one. Dynamics by Morphology. Uh, yeah, uh, well, along with Plant 43 ERP, they're like my favorite modern electro producers. And I like everything they touch, and that was just the last EP they put out, and that was my favorite track on it. It's just their production, everything is just really flawless, and it's, it's definitely somewhat inspiring to just for my own production. It was like, okay, there's the bar. <laughs> Damn, their records are hard to get over here. <laughs> Oh, they're very expensive. Cons- uh, like across the board, all the records are super expensive over here. It's expensive, but sometimes I'm, you know, I'm a vinyl nerd, so I spend the money.
I'm playing Cold Waves. Uh, they have it billed as uh, closing out Smart Bar with uh, Blixaboy versus Reese Fulber. Uh, Reese from, um, yeah, yeah, Frontline Assembly and whatnot. Um, that's kind of kooky because uh, that's my first out of state book show and <laughs> a little intimidating. But uh, they duck, uh, but uh, Jason, who runs Cold Waves, he's been digging my live sets and my, my releases. And he had hit me up and said, Hey, I, th- I think we need to have you at Cold Waves this year. So, so I'll be. Um, I played there last year with because uh, I play an MC 900s band, uh, MC 900 Foot Jesus. Well, I'll be touring with him this summer. Uh, we're actually opening for Meet Beat Manifesto in San Francisco in June. Outside of that, uh, I got uh, releases coming. Uh, I had a lot of tracks written, and then uh, when I s- I switched over to my hardware uh, to an all hardware r- rig when I was previously hybrid. And I'm digging all my new material more, so I'm actually kind of dumping off my older stuff to digital labels. Kind of focusing more on all the stuff I've been writing over the past six months. And um, But I also have some releases coming out from my other aliases uh, later this year. Um, I do techno as Jack Dover. Yeah, and then I got a live drum and bass duo thing called uh, Last Astronauts. And... Boy, I'm trying to make it so I've, I'm playing outside of Texas at least one weekend a month and just writing lots of tracks. That's uh, that's pretty much my plans for this year. <laughs> Time to launch into Vibo's set from Whip It. Great, great night. Everybody that played that night really blew the place up. Enjoy the journey.
Many thanks to Blixer Boy for taking part in the show, choosing some great tracks for us in part one, and of course to Vibo for representing Bass Agenda recording so well at Whippet. Lots more in the pipeline from him and the rest of the guys in the Transhumanism Collective. I'll be back next month, where in part one we've got an interview with BPMF, aka Jason Shostek, who along with John Selway runs Serotonium Records. And in part two of that show, we've got a mix coming from Umec aka Zeta Reticula. Going to be a special show from start to finish, that one. Be sure to tune in. Remember, you can grab this one over the weekend from soundcloud.com slash bassagenda, and you can subscribe, get alerts, and download it from iTunes as well. Look after yourselves. Thanks for your support. Cheers. <laughs>